0: Well, thanks once again for your company on the Jock and Journo Show. We've got a big show in store once again. It's Jay Clark here, Braden Cox. Hello to you, mates. How's it
1: going, Jay? You look a bit tired,
0: mate. Really? It was, uh, it was early and cold this morning when I got up, Coco. Last night I took a lasagna out of the freezer. To defrost it I'm in a 120 year old house Fair to say when I got up At 5.30am this morning Hadn't defrosted much Still like an ice bog Scotty uh, The five The five time yeah. Copeland Trophy Went up five time All Australian Three time Anzac Day medallist Scotty Pendlebury How Good you going mate. mate How you going
2: Good Good Really well Yeah Yeah um, yeah. Getting close to the Mid season break now and mm-hmm. um, Yeah I'm tossing up at the moment whether I stay in this lovely weather or (laughs) go find some sunshine for a weekend somewhere, so... Probably the sunshine's the option at the minute, mate. You're
0: a dollar ten to be in Byron Bay or Noosa or Port Douglas or something like that in a few days, mate. If, uh, if I know, you got a Twitter message the other day. said, um, you call Scott the five-time, five-time, three-time. Why don't you add the Norm Smith medal? You know, this person said, that's an equally high accomplishment, the Norm Smith medal. Why don't I throw that in there as well? Do you want me to put the nah, one-time nah, Norm nah. Smith
2: If you want to scale it back, mate, I'm fine with that as well. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Look, if you're going to start talking about the, the awards, mate, we don't want the intro to be that long do we
0: do you regard the norm smith is that the most treasure like, other than your premiership medals is your norm smith your sort of your most coveted award or um, how do you rank them
2: no like i remember when i was young how do you rank them but had when i was like, first started mm. like the the thing that um yeah i wanted to make was the all australian team so that was like one of the I don't know. I just seen it as like you write really that on the, recognition. Write yeah. that on the mirror? Or? On the mirror, yeah. <laughs> Went up there. So, yeah, I wanted to make the, an All-Australian side. I just, um, I don't know, it just seemed like all the really good players made an All-Australian side. Mm-hmm. So, um, that
0: was one. Yeah, I wanted to make All-Australian and, and wanted to try and
2: win a BNF. So, that were the two for me.
0: Did you see Clay Thompson's reaction when he missed out on the All-NBA well, and how salty he was in that press yeah, conference? I've missed out on a few australian teams. And <laughs> if it was going to cost me 30
2: mil, I would be so salty yeah um, it's a weird weird one they like they have coaches media everyone vote on their all NBA teams yeah so it'd be like our Australian you've mm. got a hundred people vote and you get like five four three two one yeah and then whoever gets the most fives you're automatically in yeah so f- so for us it'd be um you'd have twenty two votes and you've got to pick your team and your vote is worth the same as Alistair Clarkson's mm. or Bucks's. It's probably not right, is it? Yeah, it just seems weird. So um yeah, that cost him 30 mil, so I'd be pretty
0: salty too. Would you have had Clay Thompson in ahead of Campbell Walker or Russell Westbrook?
2: Um Well that like that's where it's so tricky because he's a two-way player, he's a gun, but he also sacrifices a lot for success. So um yeah. It's hard that like I hate bonuses by making teams that you don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. Like if if there was coaches of every one of those teams and you had to go play a game, would you rather Kemba or Clay? Clay, I'd rather Clay every day of the week. He's yeah. such a good fit. Even Russell Westbrook, I think, was third team as well. I'd rather Clay than him
0: in you, a game. You're not a Russell man, are you?
2: No, I'm not because he basically just wants the ball and that's it on these teams. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's always a funny one because the, I say say for us with the Australian side, that's there's 40 guys that make the squad, and you announce 22. Yep. Um, Steve Canelio last year didn't make the team. Yep. And it's like, you know, I think most people thought he should have made the the team, but it's comes down to their opinions of five people. So, yeah, I'd almost. I wonder if the coaches could release. Do they do their like their version of the all Australian side?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't think they do. Yeah. No. Like a, oh, do they? It be
2: if they they all had to sit down and submit? their All-Australian side, Yeah. how different that would look to the selectors because there's no doubt the selectors of the All-Australian side, don't they don't watch every game. So they get caught up in the hype or what's just happening or yep. who's getting media at that time, Numbers. which is understandable. you mm-hmm. don't think five panel members can watch nine, nine games a weekend. But, yep. yeah, it'd be interesting to see.
0: If they did it, it would undermine yeah. the All-Australian team possibly because you yeah. missed out a few I, years ago, which was a bit the, of a hot topic.
2: I think there should be... I think we're our awards time of the year. Yeah, we could do so much better. You want to condense it? C- condense it into like one night at the Brownlow. Mm-hmm. Get well in the room that all Australian people are already there. Um, you hope. Apart yep. From Swanee that year it was just a Spider Man. Yeah. Um, you do. I think they, they do mark of the year. They do gold of the year. I think already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe yeah. Maybe condense it into one big night. Have a big showpiece. Yeah. Like, I know the players have been pushing. A fair bit recently about being able to rock up the games in whatever they want to wear type things. Maybe you do the Brownlow or the awards night and players can, within within reason, they can wear what they want to wear. Um, you know, you don't want guys, I don't know, like a Geordie to go, probably rock up in a white suit with yes. white cons. Like, we don't want that. Who was a kid that had that party years and years ago? Corey Cody's. Worthington. Yeah, we don't want a Corey Worthington rocking up. But um, yeah, I think that'd be good. Like, it'd be a good look just. See a bit of the players' personalities, the awards night. Um, yeah.
0: The end of the show, I think I want your left field All-Australian selection at the end of the year. I think you can come up with that. i got one in my mind, and we're going to get yours at yeah, the right. uh, end of the season. Hey, before I ask you about your goal of the week, snub, um, we are proudly... Presented by the George, 162 Collins Street. Scotty, get down there. I tell you what, you walk up to the bar, you get the sticky chili caramel wings, you get a nice big beer, Scotty. You'd get a sparkling water. I'd get a nice big beer. cock, I'd get one of those fruity cocktails probably, and then <laughs> and then you finish off with the slow cooked lamb shoulder, mate. It's got the I'm a big coriander man, the lemongrass, the chili. It's absolutely amazing, and then just having a good time. Sounds Absolutely. good, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's Coco's fruity cocktail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to have
1: a good time at the George. <laughs>
0: 162 College Street. Get down there. Now, Scotty, um, your goal of the week. It was a sensational goal against Sydney last weekend. Just take us through that for a second because um, it was pretty uh, prominent on the highlight reels and one of your uh, highlights of the season. No, no, no goal of the week nomination, though. I thought that was a bit harsh.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny to look back. I don't really look back too much, but um, yeah, come on, the, uh, come on the um, on the Tuesday. I was pretty surprised. I was waiting for <laughs> I was waiting for a phone call from someone. I just never won a goal of the week nomination before or been in the top three, so I thought I'd get a phone call from Walshy or yep. Shan Collins, Wags, one of the three. So yeah, yep. I, fair to say I gave them all a the call and asked if they had any news for me, and they didn't. And, um oh, look, there were some fantastic goals. I think Charlie Cameron run into an open goal from 15 out and snapped it. And, um, but he did run a long way. He ran without the ball for most of it, so I didn't know it was how far you can run and kick a goal. Um, yeah, and mine was, yeah, there was nothing to mine, really. It was 50 metres out on the boundary, dribbled through on the wet. Anyway.
0: Oh, I liked it, mate. I'm celebrate a bit harder. I, yeah. yeah.
2: I think you do get that <laughs> old. I've played a lot of games and I haven't won one of them before and <laughs> no. that was, I think best I was pretty chance. stiff and that was my best chance and yeah, unfortunately um You didn't celebrate enough. Yeah, well I don't know, I sort of expected it to go in, so <laughs> yeah. I think you celebrate if you get surprised. Ice oh, cold. I love
0: it. <laughs> the double pipes, uh, two hundred and eighty-eight games, twelve more to go to your three hundredth, which could come if you stay fit and healthy and in the tremendous shape that you are in round 23. Yes. Uh which well be, well, Milestone rather than the ever finals. Hey, um, speaking of massive games, we've got one on Monday for the annual Queen's birthday. A blockbuster against uh, the Demons, of course. Has it not become the second biggest day on the football calendar? I think Anzac Day has a special place, Anzac Day Eve. We love that and celebrate that. But is it... The f- The feeling and buzz and goodwill and um the amazing work that's been done on this stage over the past say five years in particular is it has it really elevated itself
2: yeah it's like from when it first started is this the fifth one now yep fifth one for for an example people um or it's it's known as the queen's birthday game five years ago whereas everyone i speak to now call it the m and d game or big freeze at the g are you playing in that game like no one even calls it queen's birthday anymore um yeah, the buzz, the atmosphere, the introduction of the slide that, you know, coaches, players, whatever it is, have gone down, celebrities. Um, yeah, and then just what Neil's done, I think everyone understands the significance of how much money is raised for the disease and, um, you know, him being the face of the whole campaign as well makes it really real, I suppose. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing game to play and the buzz is unbelievable because so many people get there early for that slide, yep. you know. So if you've got... Well, 60 odd thousand An hour before the game starts In there laughing, And carrying on And um, Yeah I think it's a fantastic game One that we're fortunate Again to be a part of And um, Yeah it's Yeah It's yeah, It makes It makes the football game seem You know a little bit insignificant To What they're doing And how much money they raise And the awareness they raise as well
0: It's touched You and your family <clears throat> In a very personal way And really um, Major way obviously It Claimed your grandfather, Noel, yep. a few years ago. Um, coming into this weekend, does it does it feel personal? For yeah, you?
2: well, I do the M um, and D sort of press with Nath Jones. Well, I have traditionally anyway, so I'm not sure who they'll send this year. But um, and I think it was his grandfather father as well that passed away with M and D. So yeah, five years ago, I wouldn't have known what M and D was, and then um, with my grandpa passing um you know i've got an appreciation for what the disease is how brutal it is um yeah and it's yeah it's it's actually like it's pretty horrible like my grandpa went from fully healthy to nine months later passing away um and oh. you just see the deterioration um yeah and sort of just the questions you're like you know is there a drug to stop this and then you learn all about you know it's probably like one of the only ones where you can't stop it slow it down things like that and then to see Neil do what he's doing um, and that's why I, I don't like to think I throw extra support behind the game but I understand what they're fighting and I beforehand I sort of didn't, I didn't really get what M&D was and then, yeah, as you said, you know, it's been, you know, my grandfather passed away from it. So, mm. yeah, and, and I know like my dad appreciates what Neil does as well and mm-hmm. um, so does the family.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you would go back to um, Sale and see him, you know, every so often. Yeah. What was it like seeing his condition deteriorate so significantly so yeah, quickly? Yeah, so he was,
2: um, you know, he was quite a quirky grandpa, you know. He had his little veggie patch in the backyard and loved his fishing and horses. And every time he'd go over there, he'd be walking around, you know, cleaning his boat or doing something like that. And Pretty then, active. Really active. And then, yeah, it was just a period of time where he was a bit sick, like he wasn't eating and stuff like that. Or he would go out for dinner and, you know, he eat half a plate of food and that was it. And, um, yeah, I think about a month later, mum and dad and um, – you know, his wife at the time were like, you know, maybe we'll go to the doctor and just see what's wrong. Maybe it's something wrong with your stomach. And then, yeah, after I think a month or six weeks of all the tests that come on, come back with MND, and then um, yeah, it was almost like a light switch went off, and he just started losing weight. Um, yeah, and then it got to the point where I'd go back to sale and I'd go around to see him, and you're just seeing a guy that's like a shell of himself. That was just sitting on the couch. He was thirty kilos lighter. Um, couldn't get off the couch without the help of me and my brothers devastating um yeah and it's just sort of yeah par as you knew him was that was like you were never going to see him like that again so um yeah and then hard for everyone in the family to to see that sort of you know a really bubbly character deteriorate so quickly but yeah it gave us an understanding of what mnd was firsthand and um why what neil does is is so important because mm. there's so many families going through it um, last year, Murray Swinton was involved too at the club and played a big part um, and I th- yeah he passed away around the grand final last year, and we still support his family, his wife um, the the boys as well and
0: he seemed to have a bigger f- impact on the footy club I mean judging by the way, Nathan Buckley was speaking about <coughs> him you know and um, his appearance um, last year he, he, did, did, did he have any yeah well, impact? We, had,
2: we had people um, and we always do we have people come in and talk and um you know motivational speakers or stories or whatever just for guys to get an appreciation of what we do and how lucky we are or just to get a different look on life and things like that and yeah murray was just yeah he come in he had a chat um and it just sort of resonated with everyone and i don't know it might be the new way of football but everyone just had this feeling that that chat or his appearance meant more to our group than I don't know, just the normal speaker or the high-profile guy we had the the week before or two weeks before, and yeah, Bucks was instrumental in striking that striking up that relationship, and yeah, Murray after he come in and did the M and D stuff, and Bucks went down the slide with the fire hat on, and um, yeah, you know, every time you go into Bucks's office now, he's got the fire hat still sitting there, like it's the first thing, it's the biggest thing he's got in his office pretty much, um, yeah, so that had a huge impact on the group and. Um, you know, even in the prelim final he came down and spoke to us and yeah, just yeah, all the boys love seeing Murray and his family in and around the place last mm-hmm. year.
0: Great must be great grounding. Yeah, you know, we talk about the pressure of football clubs and winning and losing and that missed goal or or you know, whatever, or what someone said in their press conference. There's just seems to be this unbelievable grounding at the pies yeah. whereby I don't know, everything just seems really in perspective and clearly you and Bucks drive that. In- yeah. It just, it just seems to seep through everything you guys do now.
2: Yeah, well, I think it's important that you do have an understanding of what <laughs> what you actually do. So, um, you know, we know that we provide people like a lot of happiness. Um, they love watching us play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also love getting to know people and um, hearing their story, what they do. You know, Murray was a firefighter. Um, some, had some pretty, you know, cool stories that the boys love hearing because yep. um, we don't live a sheltered life, but... All a lot of these guys know is school to professional football. Like you know, when you talk about you know being fiery or a police officer coming in speaking or um, businessmen and stuff, like we have a lot of questions because we've never seen that part of the world yep. before. You know, we've come yep. in football, bang, yeah, straight away. So um yep. you know, it's funny with with the the game. People often ask me, you know, would you go down the slide when you retire? Because you know you can't do it an hour before a game. I was like, it's a game of footy I could. You could make me go down 20 minutes before. I'll, I'll go down the slide Monday. If somebody wants, if they, if Neil Danaher said, Can you go down the slide? Absolutely. Like, no, no qualms. I'll, well, Bucks would, I know Bucks would say that's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll the- go
2: down the slide if they want me to. Because what I'm, I'm in the ice bath for 30 seconds, get up, get changed, go out and play. Well, I'm. And just- I don't think that would be being, because I already can see what people would say. If we lost the game, would be like, oh, he shouldn't have done it. It was disrespectful.
0: Oh, give me a spell.
2: It's not about that. It's about, for me, raising awareness. And by me doing it, if that got more people there paying more money, whatever, to help fight, I'd love to do it as long as Nathan Jones went before or after <laughs> me. <laughs> No, I, well, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, he, I know Jonesy would do it as well Yeah, but I would I would do it by myself
0: happily uh, well this is what's going to happen when this um, when this gets out there you're going to be asked I'm absolutely certain will you go down the slide yeah. on Monday 100% before unless, the game
2: unless there was pushback about preparation or something here if Walsh really would, cracks if, it which there wouldn't be yeah, I would go down look if Bucks could go down and coach yeah. that's more I think that's harder than going out there and playing you know, yeah. his brain's got to be high functioning yeah so, yeah, hold, no, I couldn't see it being an issue.
0: Well, I think you're going to make history, Scotty. I think uh, this very personal cause uh, is going to get a big uh, push of support when you go down there on Monday. I'm Absolutely. certain you're going to get that, uh, well, I mean, that you know, message from the Downhill family. Is, is,
2: um, I'm in an ice bath under the MCG change rooms anyway before a game. Are you? Yeah. So before. doesn't Yeah. So it doesn't – it's not like I'm not – I am not have not done that already. Yeah. I might even go down and just stay in. <laughs> staying for a minute. guys we have got 10 more minutes left in here and then I'll be out you
0: know what's going to happen know. what's going to happen Yeah, uh, you might just crash the party anyway by yeah, the, yeah. the enthusiasm in your voice yeah. you yeah. don't even need an invite <laughs> you're just going to go down the slide which would be great and maybe Nathan Jones can do it too yeah. because um, as you said his grandfather passed it. I've heard a lot of his press He's spoken with great um, class and humility around that as well so yeah. Jonesy and Pendles I think that'd be amazing
2: wouldn't I that think, be awesome Yeah, it's going to th- be so cool I think too um even last year with both coaches going down, you've seen how much like that caught the attention and everyone was like dumbfounded. It's like, but you guys play today. You guys coach today. Yeah. It's like it's an hour and 15 minutes before the game. Like, yeah, usually you look out. Well, he's, Bucks last year, he was doing it and the whole playing group was standing there watching him having a laugh. Yeah. The, you know, guys know when to switch on. Yeah. And that's my thing is like, if they needed me and they want me to do it, yeah, happily do it. So, yep. and, I, and I think the thing that I'm starting to notice with the game too is a lot more neutral people come that don't go Collingwood-Melbourne. They just come because they love the atmosphere, love the game. 100%. um, And support the day, which I think is fantastic.
0: There is the walk. There's, I think, Neil's walk now from Federation Square, which I was part of last year, uh, going to the uh, ground. And it's an unbelievable feeling, the atmosphere. A real, I don't know. It's different to the normal footy games because there's a real warmth or a a positivity and just a shared... Bond or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's something that unites everyone. Yeah. It's well, like what of I was saying the-
2: before with Murray coming in. It's like you know yeah. there's a feeling inside you. you. don't know what it is, what how to describe it, but you know it means something. It's more than just I'm going to the footy today. Yeah. It's for a much higher purpose.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of higher purposes, Scotty, um, it is – well, there's been a, a particularly significant sliding doors moment for the Collingwood Footy Club um, – Last weekend against Sydney, he lose Daniel Wells. He comes in his comeback game, kicks three goals to halftime, looks every bit like the silky playmaker um, and star that he's been for the bulk of his career despite these injuries. And then as it happens, you know, the bad luck strikes again, he goes down with a knee injury, he's going to sideline him for three months. Maybe he, we will see him again, maybe we won't. But then a, the, the storyline about Matthew Scharenberg comes out and, and this guy shows enormous resilience great character to come back from his third knee reconstruction I mean how much difficult must that be to go through one two and three and at the weekend he's back in the VFL um, and trying to get a crack back into your team yeah as devastating as it was for, for Wellesley, how much pride um,
2: Yeah, it's, it's like mixed emotions almost because yeah. um, you know you obviously don't go all sort of offsets each other because one one misses and then Shaz comes back mm-hmm. but um. yeah I remember speaking to to Wellesley after the game up in Sydney and you know hoping for the best and obviously getting the news of um what it was and that um you know the time frame around that as well yeah you shouted for him he worked so hard I think it was almost well it was Queen's birthday last year that he did his foot the yep. Liz Frank mm-hmm. or Liz Frank whatever it's called and then um yeah and then like to, to see how he played like it was like you know, he was playing dry weather football up there in Sydney and was wet, um, I think he had eight, or, eight or nine possessions and a half, kicked three goals. Um, yeah, and I think, but I think that game also gave him great self-belief that, you know, his body can stand up to footy. I know it was only a half or whatever it was, but, um, you know, he's pretty unlucky to get that contact injury. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, with Wales with and talking to him that he's going to try and make that push and give himself every chance because if we can get to finals and um, you know, go deep or whatever and we need him. There's an opportunity and he knows that he knows that he can perform. And um, that was his first AFL game in twelve months and it looked like he'd been playing for two years straight. So mm.
0: you've always had very strong belief in him. I reckon the public went off him and, yeah. and lost lost faith in his ability to have an impact. Yeah. But you've made pretty steadfast on him, haven't you?
2: Yeah, well, I see I see him every day. I see how he trains. Um even with the VFL, like I see how he plays and it mightn't be you know he has 30 at VFL level, but I can, I've just seen him have two possessions that end in two goals. Mm. So give me a guy like that that's value for for money type with with the ball in hand over a guy that can have ten and a quarter yep. and no scores. So um, yeah, I just knew that um, he, if he got his chance, he'd he he'd make the most of it, and he, and he was. So um, and the beauty I think with our program over the last few years is we've seen stories like this. So Goldie went down the preseason, come back think his first afl game was the first final mm-hmm. last year so well knows that we're we're a club that will support him through this and if the opportunity is there and he's right to go at round 20 round 21 whenever it is if he puts his hand up and we need him he'll be more than ready for us and um it's it's great that he's going to go have a go for it because you know best case scenario is i'm sure he's dreaming of is potentially being part of a pretty successful campaign and worst case scenario is he doesn't get back but mm-hmm. Um,
0: the best case scenario is where the carrot is. He's going to have to commit himself (coughs) to his recovery uh, to get back in three months. But you think, what difference could he have made if he'd played in your grand final side last year?
2: Yeah. And it's the same, as you mentioned, with Shaz. You know, he was playing outstanding footy last year in the first half of the year. Yeah. Um, You know, on talls, smalls. And Shaz is another guy that I'm extremely bullish on. Um, Ball use. Ball use. I know, it, it sounds funny, but... In today's football, these like the two that we're talking about are footballers, and you know if you put them up on the um, athletic profile or whatever, they're probably not the most athletic guys. And you know, Wales is lightning quick, all that, but you can't teach the game sense these guys have. So yeah. you've you know, always
0: likened him to Burgoyne, Shaz. Shaz, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I just like just the way they play. Um, they see the game. Like I was saying, you know, Shaz did his first full ground. Main training session with us two weeks ago, and we gave him like a big round of applause, like you know, welcome back, Shaz. So he's playing in the um, sort of the VFL team for the weekend, just to you know make up, help prepare us for the AFL game. And the, so we're doing some match sim. First ball gets kicked in the forward line. Shaz back with the flight mark straight really? away, and it's like, how how is he there quicker than anyone? Because he's not faster than anyone, but he can just read it, play. And I sort of chuckled to myself. I was like. Here's a guy coming off his knee in the first bit of match sim. You're probably all right to just stand on your guy and not go near anything. You just want to get through, back yeah. with the flight, bang, mark, gets up, kicks it, next next ball comes in, flies across, thirty, and spores it out of bounds. It's like, yeah, it's, it's great to have him back because, yeah, um, three knee recos, the, the rehabs, how lonely it is. Um, and, you know, you try and offer him as much support as you can, but when everyone walks out that door for training, and you'll sit inside doing your leg weights. It, it can be pretty lonely. So it's an empty gym. Yeah, and I think him and um, him and <clears throat> him and Dunny have worked well together in in their rehab process and um, formed a, a really good relationship there. So yeah, looking forward to um, you know Shaz making a claim because no doubt that he can add to us in the back half of the year.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see him out. I mean, I <laughs> reckon three knee rico's would have broken a lot of people would probably... (laughs) Amazing to think how much resilience he's shown throughout that period. He had
2: the foot as well when he first started.
0: Yep. So... remember going back to the Richmond game last year when he did it and just the feeling after that match. Richmond won. You were good for about three quarters and they kicked away in the last term. Just the feeling, Nathan Buckley's press conference, everyone was just so... Everyone, I reckon, across football was so shattered for him. You
2: can... I think... Was it Alex Rance round one this year as well? Yep. Like, it's just... You know, you got... You'd almost you'd almost <clears throat> if you could, you'd give back you'd give back the four points. Yeah. You'd give back eight points, twelve points, whatever whatever it needed just to make sure these guys are healthy because Yeah, yeah that in those instances it's more than more than just a game.
0: Yeah. Um Cocker, have you noticed Scotty's Instagram posts have been showing a lot of his half-nude self in the sauna recently? Have you yes. seen the-, the um, b- I feel
2: like this discussion happened off the
0: WhatsApp. <laughs> no, it <laughs> hasn't. Oh. No, it hasn't. But have you noticed <laughs> it? Is it sort of acceptable behavior? Because I've been seeing a lot of Scott's rig lately, and I've just- Let me
1: just have a browse through. <laughs> in his sauna, and he's always like, don't you hate it when you're sitting in your sauna? And, <laughs> which- <laughs> Which isn't very relatable to us, I would imagine. I don't uh, think Jay, you don't have a sauna that. Well, or his infinity is, pool out the back. That is, that is the key to my recovery. Is uh, it?
2: The sauna. Absolutely. This isn't a paid endorsement. This is, <laughs> this is you two on your own little WhatsApp chat. We are going to talk about that. What about the blow up during the week between you two?
0: We got a bit frosty oh, because Coco frosty. was trying to – <laughs> I've woken up
2: to 25 messages about abuse. He <laughs> was up by. my – Yeah. I just needed – Honey ginger. Just yeah.
1: wanted the best for the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And Jay was stressed. We have high – Were you the newsbreaker of Brad Scott? No, that was Robbo broke that story. I thought it was oh. Tom Brown. Oh. Tom Brown, how does that get out um, how does that get out well, some, well people at the club knew didn't they because it was clearly being discussed um, it led to a, an amazing 24 hours because as the players rocked up for the game the next day and I was doing some stuff triple M down there I mean they hadn't heard from the coach officially he hadn't spoken to them properly about whether that was going to be his last game. I mean, what a weird situation for the How distracting. And then, Scotty, he says that half the players were in tears or agitated, emotional in the team meeting. Have you ever been in a situation like that?
2: No, not that I can recall. Like, I know Mick's last game, we all knew it was his last game as coach, but um, I think we had the, I don't know, the added element of that. He was sticking around to help, you know, like sort of – be the director of coaching anyway so we knew that he'd still be around the club but was that ever gonna happen it folded it the way it worked out it didn't happen but in our last game we thought it was gonna happen so um yeah i think you got a bit slow on the uptake yeah yeah well yeah we're pretty gullible footballers so um yeah it's just i don't know it was like i feel yeah i don't know i just felt like even looking back on it even you know i know we're a couple of weeks post now but i just feel like i don't know i feel like that wasn't the Initially, that's probably not how they wanted it to play out. No. And then, what's the saying? Loose lips sink ships.
0: Steel tongue makes a wise head.
2: Yeah. So, that's what my grandpa, my other grandpa used to say to me all the time. Steel tongue makes a wise head. Um, so, yeah.
1: So, did the news coming out about Brad Scott fast track that whole situation? So, what would have happened if it didn't come out? Would it have played out over time? Or
0: Yeah, I think they just would have had a press conference um, <clears throat> that week or the following week would have been a short-term announcement. But, I think... If you if you've got a coach and a club who've mutually agreed to, to part ways at some point that year, I, I like the call of of Starting making now. the cut. Well, yeah, the <clears throat> I mean, because if you're not if your investment is wavering or you're thinking about other things, then that's probably time. What it does do is put a very interesting microscope on the rest of the list because uh, North Melbourne now is going to make a full assessment on their list, what direction to take this rebuild. Um, only once they've appointed a new coach. Now, that could be months away. So if you're Sean Higgins, Ben Brown, Ben Cunnington, um, Robbie Tarrant, you're wondering what the future holds for you, surely, because if this club needs to trade out to get picks in and go back to the draft and do something it hasn't been able to do probably for 10 years, well, I wouldn't have thought, well, I think it makes it very difficult for the senior players not knowing what's around the corner. And you would know better than me, but it makes you really focus on your role and your short-term job yeah. despite the uncertainty. I know that,
2: say, like because Scotty's gone, but you still got your list manager there. you still got your head of football there. So I feel like the discussions would still be – the direction is there. Unless the one thing that I would think is a senior player, mm. if the list manager left, the head of football left, the senior coach left, then you're in limbo. Like what's happening? Where does the new coach see this football club's direction? Because, um, yeah, I think the – yeah, it's it's almost like the myth of football is to rebuild, you've got to start all over again, you've got to get rid mm. of all your senior players. Mm-hmm. I would almost argue they're the ones you've got to keep the most mm. because if you bring in young kids and they don't have any direction and they don't res- they don't respect the senior players or there is no senior players, your rebuild is going to take 5 to 6 years longer. So you keep all these guys and you n- you never know what. You never know like this it could be for North it could be 18 months away. You don't, you don't know how quick it's going. You look at the Bulldogs. I think when Bevo come in, it was the furthest away. Every person that I knew tipped them to win the
0: um, wooden spoon. But what they did, Scott, is they got uh, Stringer and McRae with picks five and six. Yeah. Um, and that was before
2: Bevo's time. They also lost uh, Griffin, their captain, at the same stage. Yeah. So, Callan Ward. And then you have a look at the guys that played in the grand final. Rob Murphy – oh, sorry, not Bob Murphy wasn't in the granny, but instrumental part of that two-year period. Mm-hmm. His leadership, Dale Morris. Yeah,
0: and um, I'm with you on that. You yep. had
2: Liam Picken playing. There's some really good solid citizens that show him the Bulldog way. Yeah. If you don't have that. Yeah, your rebuild's and, going to take a long time,
0: and St Kilda acknowledged they underestimated that losing Ray and Montagna, yeah. uh, exposing. I mean, yeah. Melbourne did that with James McDonald yeah, punting yeah. its captain yeah. um, ridiculously back in the time. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> I, I do agree with there, but they've still got to come up, come up with the picks. Yeah, you know, and so everyone's going to be tradable. Come, I, if I'm a this, club, with Scotty, I would go, and you could get Sean Higgins. Oh,
2: yeah, Have, yeah, absolutely, and it's like it's like when you say. Uh, where should North Melbourne search for a coach? Start. We'll make your wish list, and then ring them. Yeah. Yep. And if you if they say no, they say no. But yeah, it's on you if you didn't ask the question and they were actually available. So yep. yeah, I think everyone would. It's like every everyone's always looking to pick the eyes out of other clubs' lists and who's falling out of favour and whatnot. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting time, but I dare say all those guys would will stay at North
0: Melbourne. Ben Cunnington looks like a very form player to me. Or if I'm Carlton and you miss out on Steve Canelio and you need someone to ride shotgun with Paddy Cripps, um, I reckon someone like Ben Cunnington. Or a Melbourne and need a ball he stays user.
2: at North because I love how Cunners plays. I reckon yeah. he's, him and Goldie have an exceptional relationship with how they play and they barely – I don't know Cunners very well because he doesn't speak that often. But um, he, him and Goldie just have that look on the ground, that sort of look and look at an area and that's where the ball goes and then – no matter what, Cunners is just there getting it. So he's yeah, he's a freak player, I reckon, and someone who's been underrated in our comp for years. And if him and Cripps played together, that would be you'd be very sore the next day after playing against them two.
0: I've heard when he bumps you, it's like the heaviest, he's huge, hardest. Yeah,
2: Cunners He's so big, and he's got probably the best don't argue in the comp. So better than Dusty. And, him and Dusty would be on par. As I said that then I was like Dusty's done up you but yeah,
0: yeah I was told he's farm strong being yeah, yeah, yeah. farm, <laughs> whatever
2: that means. I grew up near a farm.
0: Yeah, I'm not farm
2: strong. Near a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get no farm strength. This <laughs> is
0: this has been a heavy uh um jock and journo this week. Do you Ooh, like mid season trade? Love it. Yeah.
2: Oh sorry, mid season draft.
0: Yeah. I love the stories that come from it, the romance, the opportunity to pluck the guy. How good's the
2: Bulldogs one? Ryan Gardner. Yeah, he's playing this weekend. Plays. Goes from VFL and ad, like, a, what is it? Admittingly,
0: or whatever it's word, the word. Admittedly.
2: Yeah. He is placed for their VFL side. Mm. So they've obviously, he's playing in the system. So he knows how it all works. Comes straight up, though. Imagine that. You've gone from VFL on yep. AFL list now yep. playing in Perth this weekend. So good.
0: And then you've got a story like Marlon Pickett. Yep. I spent some time in prison, changed his life. Um, much like uh, Andy Cracker, really, yeah. he's been one of the best stories in footy over the past ten years. And then Essendon desperately needed a ruckman. Sydney pulled the rug from out underneath their feet. I reckon they were filthy on yeah. the night, Essendon. From what I was, the, from what they were putting down, and I was picking up, they were absolutely fuming. Yeah, but they get a half forward flanker anyway. Yeah, what do you reckon about trading mid-season trade period? I reckon in the next. He tweeted
2: about this. Yeah, next next year i reckon it will be in but if it's not next year it'll be the year after um it just gives like what we're doing with the mid-season draft you're giving guys an opportunity to come in and play afl and get on a list now you're giving guys that have been frozen out and everyone knows like there's players at certain clubs that aren't going to get a look in for the rest of the year or they might if something you know something goes horribly wrong injury wise they might come in and play so there's players on every list that clubs could use right now. Yeah. Um, logistically, how it works, I don't know. That's got much more people will figure that out than me, but you, you, you probably have.
0: I've got a solution for you, Scotty. Why wouldn't you just restrict it to rookies? Because then it's, it's they're late-round draft pick exchanges. It can't lead to tanking. You're not swapping first-round picks. Um, it's minimal impact on your salary cap, and then you've got a, you're swapping guys who are desperate for an opportunity. So I was thinking
2: if you just made it limited to players, so, you can't get rid of a player for a pick.
0: Swap one for one.
2: It's got to be a player for a player.
0: Yeah. It would be so hard to get an equivalent, so all the time. You need the extra cachet to, to make up the differences.
2: So, then on that, could you not just pay <clears throat> if you got a player that club has to pay a tax? If they go over their cap, say, every you're not allowed to go over your cap by more than 300 mm-hmm. with a midseason draft mm-hmm. or a midseason trade. Mm-hmm. And if you do, say, if you hit 300, that's the threshold then you get, you get taxed a certain amount on that money um, to make right. it work. So you can't then go, oh, well, we're struggling here. Let's go try and get a million-dollar player. Yeah. You can't because if your list isn't in position salary cap-wise. yeah, um, And it's never going to be you know, the top ten players on each team or whatever that. It's going to be the guys who want an opportunity um, and that most people know that we'll probably go look for it at the end of season anyway, get them started now.
0: That's why I think possibly it's best for the – bottom end players, yeah. the rookie list. Because if you've got a club like – if you could do it now and you've got North Melbourne who could swap out Sean Higgins or Ben Cunnington, you know, potentially almost lead to a tanking claim yeah. and then bolster a Hawthorne or a Geelong, you know, yeah. mid-season. Like I think when you deal with the top-end stars, problems. So they're just going to do that at the end of the season potentially then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think mid-season it has two, potentially two bigger impact, yeah, okay. And then with salary cap, like, yeah, you know yeah. – Eight hundred thousand, a million dollar players. I don't. know. Yeah, yeah. I just think maybe the bottom end. Um, it will definitely spice up the mid-season, like because I reckon there with
2: the buys, it goes into a real lull. Grind season big boy like, month. Yeah, because it goes. What is it? Six, six games for the next three weeks. Yeah. Um. Everyone's got buys, so yeah, yeah. It hits that little
0: bit of a halt where the, mo- the momentum stops. Before we finish up, you got to go to training. Um. Did you hear the Paddy McCartan interview? And um what, what well, i it? did
2: yeah a couple of weeks ago uh i think i think i just heard snippets of it when he was talking about how he just struggles to do everyday things and then i heard billy brown say that um cause i think his daughter goes out with patty McCartan that mm-hmm. um they were at a cafe and he couldn't walk from the cafe back to the car he his daughter had to get the car and come pick him up so um yeah it was yeah as i said like when people speak about that and they're that open with it. You just feel so sorry for the bloke that, um, you know, he's real. It's not even about him being a footballer. It's about him getting back to full health. But um, a large part of who Paddy McCartan identifies himself as is a footballer. Though he's played juniors, he was a star. He was number one draft picked. He's what he loves doing is football, and that be taken away. Like, yeah, he've and have the head knocks and the lingering questions. And I heard him say like he doesn't know if he's going to be right. Today, tomorrow, six months, a year—that'd be so scary, so frightening. Um, yeah, you just hope that he gets all the support he needs, and um, yeah. And then if you can get back to football, that's a bonus. But um, stay involved. I think to stay involved with football would be important because mm. you've got all the boys there, all the support.
0: Um, and then Saint Kilda would be really good in trying to find a way to, to keep him involved. Waking up in pools of sweat in the middle of the night, severe headaches. Loss of memory, um, sensitivity to light and sound. Makes it hard to be in a football club. Yeah. Um, he just, we did the interview with him on Triple M uh, last week on Sunday and I thought there were several times in the interview he was actually going to cry. Yeah. That was how emotional he was, sort of telling it about the time. And it had a massive impact on everyone in the room because it was uh, just, just so raw and, yeah. and his eyes were sort of glassing over at times. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, just sort of illustrating the day-to-day struggle to do the most basic of things so yeah. he's uh everything crossed that he um can just be well really
2: yeah get better and do what he needs to do to just live a happy and good
0: life exactly right now uh it's time for your left field all australian selection
2: can i make can i make it from this club
0: is that if yep you can jack crisp oh that's a good one that is a good one i had not thought about him being all australian tell me what's so great about crispy I uh, plays half back here if you don't know. Um and <laughs> sometimes Coco f- you think that you know he could take the half volley and just illustrate why he's... Yeah. Um just a normal. Well it's a left answer. field. <laughs> would be great. a left
2: fielder and everyone's you're surprised. It's a good them. one. Yeah
0: it's a good one. So so tell us why.
2: Half back, um reliable every week, yeah gets the job done, um defends well, attacks well, um gets a fair bit of the pill and has a really big impact on how we play our footy. So and hasn't missed a game in a long time. Hasn't missed. I don't – oh, he reminds everyone, but I think he's oh, played over he? 100 straight. Yeah. If there's any milestone, Crispy will let you know. Even if it's like it's his 50th game at the MCG, he'll let you know. Really? Yeah, and he'll is, ask probably for an extra ticket or something for his
0: family. Has he got that att- real attention to detail? Is he or is he what, – what's that about Crispy?
2: Um, yeah, I think he just likes the fact that he's got a few milestones. Like wow. he played his 100th right. Collingwood game. Me, me, me. Yeah, he played his 100th Collingwood game and got some extra tickets and some extra room <laughs> passes and – yeah. If I went in after this, seen him at the club and was like, hey, wh- how many games have you played at the moment? Mm. Straight? It knows. Bang. Straight away.
0: Right. I uh, like that. Crispy always. Who's yours? Um, look, I don't know how left field this is. Sorry, Cocker, I'm away from the microphone. Um, I don't know how left field this is, but for me, I don't know got to go. James Sicily um, would be one of my first picked on a back flank. And you're unsure about that, Scott, but I think the way he reads the ball and uses the ball, to me... Yeah,
2: and I also think Brodie Grundy will probably get in there in the ruck.
0: Oh, you think it's that obvious? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Left field, oh, that is so poor. <laughs> <laughs> James Sisley's a gun. Yeah. If you watch any Hawthorne, yep. he's so good. Is, such he a their good best, is he their best player? Oh, I don't... Yeah. You won't there's buy no, into There's that. no such thing as, like, best player in a team. And there's well, the yeah. important
0: players. Is he he's, their most important player?
2: He's a very important player. But is he there's their most no, there's no player that you can't cover. Yeah. At a club. And do you know do you know what? In probably fairness to that, yeah. it would be your Ruckman. They're the hardest to recover, uh, to cover. Because you know, if you don't have Sandlands, Gorn, Grundy, Goldstein, Cruiser, all these guys, mm-hmm. then you literally go back to like the, who's the next in, and it's more your developing type because you've got you're Ruckman, who you know, Brody's going to be there for 10 years, touch wood. And then, you know, Lynchy comes in after him, but Lynchy gets that time to develop underneath Brody. Um, you can see with Richmond, Rance went down. Everyone's like, that's it. They're done. They can't win a grand final without Rance. They can't, oh, Rewalt's hurt his knee. They can't win. They've won six in a row or something. Like, it's system, everyone under, underestimates how important the system is. And yeah. guys can come in, you can shuffle, you can play with within your system. So, um, you know, we haven't had Geordie. Coxie, Darcy Moore the last
0: few weeks and where we've found ways to get, get the job done. Mm. You got great depth. What did you think about James Sicily's suggestion, Coco? Was that so was that real Captain Obvious or? I
1: actually thought the obvious one would come from Pendles. Normally he's like, <laughs> I don't know, like Tom Mitchell or <laughs> Paddy Cripps or Tom Mitchell would
2: have been a left one, left of yeah. field one at the moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, I stuffed up. Maybe I'll try and come up with a better one. i only thought of the idea as I was saying it um, earlier in the podcast. So
2: bring your all Australian team next week.
0: What about um what about Gary Ablett? You see in the All Australian team.
2: Yeah, it'd be close.
0: Mid season yeah. team.
2: I like yeah. that one. That's better.
0: Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's better. Yeah. Well if yeah. he stops fighting people on the field. Yeah, but
2: it doesn't matter. You can make the All Australian side if you get suspended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, I don't mind that one. Yeah. Are you gonna get all aggressive when you finish up? Like when you get like real Old and like real slow. Are you going go to go got the knuckle it like Gazzardo? i get a
2: goalie nomination. <laughs> <laughs> they might kick one off the slide this week.
0: I don't think
1: there's any any dramas with him getting any slower. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Mate, you're in
0: magnificent form selling candy all over <laughs> the place. You, you might Jay. be
1: able, able to add Brandlow medalists to the start next year.
0: Do you know what? You actually might be a left field All-Australian selection because you've been snubbed in recent years. So do you give, not only do you, have you been giving lip to the umpires, but do you give lip to the All-Australian selectors no, I don't.
2: Well. I don't. I just, you know, you can highlight people's strengths and weaknesses and, and my strengths aren't shining enough. We've
1: <laughs> actually we've got some Twitter questions. Oh, yes, go, Coco. I'll get them in. Uh, this one is for Scott from Johnny Goring. Uh, he said, uh, out of all your current teammates, who do you think is a future senior coach?
0: Future senior coach. Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Other than oh, yourself. On, your
2: um, on our list, I think um, Lyndon Dunn could be a senior coach one day. Um, He's heavily involved already with the AFLW and yeah, he'll be, I reckon he'll be a great football person for many years. Mm. Uh,
1: This one is from Tone Lock. Uh, Who doesn't shower after a game?
2: Um, Tom Phillips. Oh. Why? Why does he not shower? No, well, in fairness to Flip, where you come back here after the game and do recovery so everyone's in the water. So... Yeah, yeah, we're pretty good. And what's the latest? I he- stole Mani's towel a couple of weeks ago and he wasn't happy about that. He went oh. to grab it and I said to steal, have a look at Mani here, you'll crack this. And he's yeah. grabbed his towel and he grabbed it and he looked at his hand like, why is this wet? And <laughs> I may have accidentally dropped it in a bit of water as well. <laughs> no. So he was spewing. Every,
0: and everyone's still wearing their Speedos in the showers? Is no. it, what's the rule there? Nah. Nah. No. Nah. Rules? Nah. No rules? No? No rules. No. So is it. there a mix of well, your ice nude. bath,
2: Your yeah. ice bath. Yep. You're doing in your speedos or your shorts because you want to keep everything as warm as possible. Gotcha. And because you're going hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah. Where were we in the weekend? Sydney, up there. Yeah. That wasn't an ice bath. That was something I've never seen before. That was like my pubic bone was hurting after 15 (laughs) seconds. Like it was burning. Really? I don't know why, but it was burning me. Why? It was so cold. Yeah. And playing in Sydney, this is a topic for another day, but I believe that they do something with the grass up there that could – affect how sides play but we'll talk about that next week Oh, anyway oh boy <laughs> controversy yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one from Shannon Blake it's more of just a statement he said that we need to get Juddy on the pod I reckon okay. that's yeah we can get that's Jay-Z Z. Jay-Z can pull strings mm-hmm. and get Juddy mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I think he might be there might be some news on that front anyway that, maybe that do that for next week as well so yeah, yeah this it's one flat-out. as well
1: apparently we're getting uh, shout outs on Scotty and Swanee's podcast are we
2: Beautiful. <laughs> and um, it's a form of flattery isn't it
1: yeah, they were. Uh, Steve Hobbs wants to know when we'll give them a pump up. Um, probably, their podcast? Yeah. What's it called? Um, Scotty and Swanee.
2: <laughs> well done to Scotty and Swanee on doing their podcast. The more really? people out there, the better. Yeah. yeah. Talking, I'm loving the game. On. Well done, boys. I Mine.
1: imagine we'd talk about some different stuff.
0: I might have a listen to one.
2: Oh. Yeah. No,
1: well done. Uh, Jack Dawson. Uh, Scott, can you p- explain the sauna thingo that's in your home and how it helps after a game? Yeah, um, this is not a paid promotion. Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, I do a sauna probably two to three times a week. Which so company? Sunlighten. That's where I get the sauna from. Um, now it's a yeah. paid promotion. No, well, yeah. Well, I hope it's paid now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do that. In like the way that I put it for people is, if you went and did an 8k run in a heat room on a tready you'd be just dripping of sweat. Right, So I go sit in the sauna for 45 minutes, sweat all those toxins out of my muscles, helps relax me, helps me sleep. I stretch in there, loosens me up heaps. And Melbourne's eight degrees at the moment and in my sauna it's 70 degrees. So, um, And then I jump from that, jump straight into my pool. Um, Yeah, hot and cold contrast. So huge part of what I do for recovering to get up for games.
1: We'll have to start doing that, Uh, Jay. This one's actually for you, Jay, from Nicholas Peck. He said, what... Uh, type of coffee did you spit on Steelo last mm.
0: week? What an absolute low point that was! It was a strong latte, and I still can't. I'm still having nightmares about it. Stay humble, you know. These sorts of moments ground you in life. So absolutely, they do. I just can't believe how much coffee was in your mouth. Too big a swig, wasn't yeah. it <laughs> Too, big. Too
2: big a swig. Some
1: people think you put the mods on him because he came out and had he got hard tagged. Yeah. Had a bit of a
2: quiet week. It's probably the first guy that's not performed after being on the pod. Yeah, everyone yeah. on the pod has performed.
1: Really, well
0: You live yeah. and learn. Tweet at Jock and Journo, Um, Next episode, give us your questions. We love answering them. Sure, we're going to have another special guest on soon. Alex Rance could be next up. He's agreed to come on. Just working out the schedule. Can't wait to have the Richmond superstar. Uh, on Jock and Journo next week. Hey, Scotty, enjoy the slide. I'm sure you'll be going down now. What a uh, a generous offer. And I can't wait to see you um, you go down there, mate. Cheers. All the best for the game. Coco, outstanding as usual. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening on the Jock and Journo show. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.